Allosaurus. That's enough. It's time Allosaurus. Figured out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Podosaurus. I'm your host, Timbertaft, alongside our co-host for the evening, Ken. Uh, and Kyo. These cardboard inserts that came in my gloves look like Gumby's head. All right. That, that tells me, I think, how, how you're doing today, Kyo. Uh, how are you, Ken? I'm alive. Perfect, perfect. That's all I can really ask for these days. Uh, I'm still <laughs> breathing. <laughs> Honestly, it's been a uh, an interesting couple of weeks. I've been recovering from a camping trip I went on t- uh, where I went like right next to the the shoreline. I probably mentioned this during the E3 stuff, but then again, maybe I didn't because E3 was live and I had to be quiet so that I could hear... Ernesto or whatever the presenter's name was uh, die inside when uh, was it the the Ubisoft one where they like literally had one thing Bandai Namco and they just freaking had like one thing and then we could have released what we had because (laughs) that was it (laughs) (laughs) we it caught me so off guard that I legitimately was just like I it must be like indefinitely postponed. That that can't be it. Because like I even looked and it had everything was showing it that was like an hour or something later after we were recording. But no, that was the whole thing. That's been like the big joke is that they just they're like, yeah, we're having a presentation, but it was really just uh, Man of Madon three, House of <laughs> House of Scares and spooky stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was their presentation during which I I kept going. I don't know, man. I don't know about this one, but, you know, I look forward to everything else they're presenting, but this this one sees, I don't know, and then that was it. Like, my entire <laughs> stance on the whole fucking Bandai Namco con is, I don't know, man. That's what you could summarize it as, anyway. But, yes, uh, since then, we've had some some time to, to think and process and uh, come, to, come to terms with E3. I'm going to be honest, I forgot E3 happened last week. I only remembered because I had to go delete the <laughs> channel in my Discord that was specifically for E3 News. Yeah. I thought your sentence was going to end for a second there. It just... I, uh, sorry, I, I completely forgot I had to delete my channel. Yep, uh, I had to delete the whole damn thing. Just no point mm-hmm. anymore. No one yeah, watches streams anymore. Like... Podcasts are where it's at, so... <laughs> yeah, apparently. They're totally not a dying Going full-time. Breed of something. <laughs> apparently right. i'm just supposed to like bait people to come on the podcast then debate them and like swap out to like someone else that they've been worried about debating for a long time that's how you do podcasts yes. nowadays yes 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 that's how you do interviews now too yep just 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 be like yeah come on it'll just be us and then just swap out to someone else on the phone call <laughs> yeah it's just like next week we'll have seth mcfarlane on okay we don't have Seth MacFarlane, but Ken no, is no. here. No, 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 no. It, he would it, show up. It, it, he would show would up. Show. Seth would show up, but then it wouldn't be him actually being the main guest. It would be, like, I don't know. 
Who's Adam someone Sandler, that? Oh, he just yeah, there you go. Seth MacFarlane might be here, and, he, and he'd be the guy talking for the majority of what was going on. Mm. Yeah, we may have Seth MacFarlane here, but Captain K's on. Oh my god, dude, I would love okay. Captain K to be on here, but I don't think he'd be awake for this personally. I, I can. I don't know what time he wakes up. Like, cause he's always like, yeah, I know I woke up. It's taking me a long time to get. I'm like, what? <laughs> what were you? <laughs> what were you doing all day? He's I mean, like, well, I, you know, I had I to mean, like ba- back wash in- dishes. I'm like, how late did you wake up? That washing dishes took I mean, ba- you so much time. Back when I convinced him to to like help with the the Korok video, I think he got those things recorded at like 7 p.m. I think he like woke up early to do it. <laughs> he's just someone like I just want to like have like a glimpse in the day in the life of just because I'm like I don't know what Cap'n does just like the time frames he gives for doing things and like his his schedule I'm just like I don't understand what you do this is very confusing I mean I know well enough that he struggles to sleep and probably very rarely sleeps probably I think that's really ultimately what happens I think he sleeps during the yeah. day which makes it harder yeah but um but um but um uh what kind of things have you guys been up to this past week i know that e3 just happened so it's like i guess not much could have happened but uh i spent the weekend out of town for faja's day and i saw my father and that was a Mm. thing and i got to swim for exactly 10 minutes before it started thunderstorming dude (laughs) sick i actually did a similar thing uh i i had like a a pool reservation but then i saw the storm clouds rolling in so i was like i guess i'll go to the complex pool and try to swim here before my reservation time because i think i'll get rained on it was the right call because it did start raining like literally 10 minutes after i decided to do that mm-hmm. but uh yeah we had, how was Fosher day it was fine uh my dad barbecued and it was you know it was, it was my dad's barbecue i i'm not a big fan of it don't tell him that. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he... My dad makes burgers, but they're not burgers. They're more of, like, lumps of beef. And I've never, like... I've never been a big fan of them. And my girlfriend's like, well, you ate them. It's like, because that, that's all that's all there was. That, I had to eat them. That's the polite them. thing to do. <laughs> I mean, we have a delicious thing like that in Romania. It's like a hodgepodge of three different meats that you just mix together into basically a, a big old meatball of, like, lamb pork and beef and then you you eat that with mustard and mm. drink beer it's very good this was like yeah. just like this is just i think straight beef yeah uh, and like folded yeah, like it just doesn't like stay dull. flat so it just like becomes like a lump i don't know i'm not a big fan i i cook better food than my family my parents do so that's fine for me what else did i do i'm trying to think what else we did in town oh um Biscuit threw up on my girlfriend's head. <laughs> what? On her head? How did that happen? We were we got back from seeing my Faz my Faja the next day. We went to like we were at a parent's house and she wasn't she was tired, so she went upstairs, laid on the bed. Biscuit got a cold drink of water from downstairs, ran up the stairs, jumped on the bed and vomited on her back. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like it was a homing missile that he just like Oh, 
I'm feeling pukey. Time to go find someone <laughs> to puke bit. on. Well, he like got excited. <laughs> he ran upstairs and he just like threw up on her hair. And she had just washed her hair that morning, so like it was a whole thing. <laughs> he's like oh goody something freshly cleaned for me to ruin so i've been coming up with all different names to call him because i usually call him a butt munch or something like that so i just started like since oh, yeah. he, he runs fast and then he vomited so i'm calling him the vomit comet right now i'm workshopping that name she does, does not he? like any of these names i come up with for some reason i mean does he not is he not named yet Oh, he's named. I just call him these things. I don't call him Biscuit very often. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. I did the same thing. Um, I think we had variations on, like, uh, what was, for my diet, it was, like, uh, Kichi, Luckmeister, Lucy sometimes. Like, so, my dad would call him Lucy, even though his name's Lucky. I was like, what's going on? I, I don't know how that dog kept up with all the things... We called him that was never his name. It's more the intonation than anything else. That's true. The intonation and the promise of food. Yeah, I don't know if I did anything else, though. I'm trying to think, really, like, the whole past week, I've just been still in lots of hand pain. So, like, I've just been playing RPGs on stream and going and getting absolutely stressed out about that. So, that's that's all I've been doing. What have you been doing, Ken? Uh, so I celebrated Father's Day by going out and getting a pack of smokes. For your father? No. I was imitating my father. But you oh. came back home. Yeah, I'm still waiting on that part. <laughs> and how were they? Were they, were they <laughs> top quality? No, because they're like 12 bucks because I live in Hawaii and cigarette tax is fucking astronomical here <laughs> oh no but uh, I didn't do much I played like Lonely Stranger I, I forgot what that game was called <laughs> the Final Fantasy game <laughs> the Lone Stranger oh I was about to ask you if that was a euphemism for something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I was no. like the Lonely Stranger what a strangely named game Stranger in Paradise <laughs> Stranger in Paradise <laughs> Yes, I played that. How's that? <laughs> it's uh it's a Dark Souls as Dark Souls game. So it has the like um, I guess I'll go into it now before I, I, I talk about whatever else I was doing. So the the battle systems is pretty much Final Fantasy Seven Remake's battle system. Just the action re uh, the action RPG mechanics for it. But it is like Dark Souls that once you do a move, you have to fucking commit to the move. You'll get damage either way, so... There's that. There, do you take damage when you attack? Of, yeah, you get damage when you get attacked. Unless it's a a special oh, like, attack. Wait, so you damage yourself when you attack? No, you can get oh, damage. Okay, there's that's no, what I thought. That's no, what I thought you were meaning. Yeah, yeah. It's like super armor. You'll get damage unless they do a super attack and then you get blown back. Their usage of the shielding and parry system is very interesting. They have a something similar to to Final Fantasy H draw, where basically you have to counter at the right time for certain attacks, and then you can learn the attack for a certain amount of times that you can do. So that was a very interesting 
battle system that you could use for learning how to do other people's attacks. The gear system for depending on which class you do was also very interesting. I really like the gear system in it. I mean, Jack is as plain as vanilla bread, but... Vanilla bread doesn't sound so plain, not gonna lie. <laughs> the gear system, though? Like, what, what was special about the gear system? The gear system actually makes him look really good. Like, the gear is really designed fairly well, top to bottom, from if you're doing a, a mage or a dragoon or, like, warrior. The gear system that you pick up looks really good on Jack. So, does your gear determine your job class? No, but they have affinity towards certain classes. Like, for do- example, if you wear a caster one, obviously it'll do more damage if you're a caster. But how, how do they break up the jobs in that? So they have well, the th- they have three that you could play as, which is dragoon, uh, warrior, and then black mage. So how they did it is they have a a pre-class which is great sword, lancer and caster. I think that's the three. And then after level 30, so you can grind to level 30 in the game, you can evolve to a special class, so warrior, dragoon and black mage. And then from there your levels reset and then you can grind to relevel them. And so that's you- how they're doing their their class system and so do you you have to switch in between so do you have to use like souls or something like that to level up or do you get traditional experience you get traditional experience from the souls okay so like when you beat something you like get experience from it or you have to like crush the souls to get them you crush the souls to get them so basically you can defeat them and you'll get some but if you do like those crushing things like how the trailer was implied you'll get additional I felt like that was always the secret sauce to Dark Souls that took forever to realize. Um, when I played the first Dark Souls game, I remember being like, oh, it's so hard. I keep losing all my experience, and then I die again, and then I don't get my experience. It took me like, I don't know, a year before I was like, oh, the Twin Souls and the small souls and the big souls, those don't go away when I die. I can use those immediately and I have experience. Mm. Like that was such a, it felt like such a magic trick because that was like, that's how you actually make progress in this game. That was one so, of those things in the games where like I never understood where they were coming from. I looked at my inventory, I'm like, when did I pick all these up? I have no idea. Yeah, or so, realizing that you could break down um, humanity into mm. it as well. Well, what's interesting is so because of the fact that you gain exp on the fly you and there's no real souls things you can collect but they instead change that into your mp build so after defeating a certain amount of enemies or like guarding or sh- things like that your mp get, gauge fills up so the more mp you have the more skills you can do that you can chain into as well so for example when you start off, you can probably only do two skills until you like do physical attacks to regain the MP. But if you start like grinding out and learning how to block or defend or do extra moves kind of specially or like to defeat enemies that way, your MP gauge grows. However, when you do die, your MP gauge goes back to 200 or to two slots. Okay. So 
So that's how they implement you trying to grind, grind in the game, so to speak. Okay. Um, so, what's very interesting? Oh, yeah, it's very good. What's very interesting is so when you face Garland, when you there's three difficulties that you can play the game in. If you play the game on extreme he turns he's not garland he doesn't introduce himself like i'm the guy who's going to become chaos he is chaos oh he's, okay it's just straight I just, chaos i just realized what this game is now okay keep going you never knew <laughs> when i said I, I final just, fantasy <laughs> you said final fantasy, i just I, I didn't click for me that it was basically like the final fantasy one remake yeah that's thing. what it is it's what final fantasy one but yeah. like yeah. reimagined as a Souls yeah. game with uh, really generic I'm characters. Chaos. Yes. Yeah, so what is what is very interesting is so if you play it as extreme, he his his color is golden, kinda just like his old color in Dissidia and the original Final Fantasy. To indicate that he's chaos. So I, I really like that little change that they did for the ex- the extreme difficulty. So So does the demo right, go yeah, from that- like Go through just the whole castle. So you start at the gate, and there's like probably like three, three long, three or four, yeah, four parts that you have to go through, and each has their kind of tough enemy battles. Mm. Like the, and then when you get into the castle, like there's a lot of difficult enemies in there. Like you can get ambushed, and there's like a griffin in there as well so you can train if you die at garland you can just train at the at the griffin to get your mp back i find it really interesting that they went for more of like a dark soulsy thing like is it at all reminiscent of like what they did for the vital system in final fantasy 15 or is that basically scrapped no it's like seven like like i said in the beginning the fighting system reminds me a lot of seven especially because when you first start fighting as jack he has a big ass sword so what did his partner characters do the whole time? So they did like the fucking AI is dumb. So they did do support things, but it wasn't interactive. It's not mm. like how fifteen was, where you can order them around. They kind of just do their own shit. But whether or not that helps or hinders you is the yet to be seen. I could probably see this because it is a demo. They probably just wanted to throw them in there and kind of see what they do with further interactions with them mm. at a later part in the game or just not being used or introduced yet. So I th- I didn't mind them sometimes. They did help me but uh, most of the time they were there to just take Garland's hits and die. <laughs> so they're Donald and Goofy essentially. No, Donald and Goofy at least fucking heal you if you give them a potion. But you know... <laughs> I mean, okay, correction to that. Donald and Goofy might heal you with a, if you give them a potion, or they'll waste the potions on themselves. It's kind of 50-50 with them. Oh, I lost 5 HP. Yeah. Time to heal with a mega potion. <laughs> yep. <Exactly. laughs> no, Donald! <laughs> hey, you know that elixir you have? Let me go use it on you since you only just took two damage. Here you go. Oh, you use an MP. Sora. Let me use an ether on you. Yep. Oh my I'm god. I'm still pretty pissy that they made this demo only on PS5. I'm getting really tired of that shit just because <laughs> I ain't getting one for a while. 
Like, yeah. unless someone wants to, like, like provide me with one. one. Like, I ain't getting one for a while, not just because of money, just because I can't find one. So it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. getting really tired of this shit. Like, all oh, this, like... Um, like, I understand... I'll no see co- what I can do. <laughs> like, honestly, they really did uh, not know, need to release this people. console generation yet. They really did not need to do it. And it's even yeah. more obvious with how hard it is to get one and stuff. And it's not going to be any better for a while. And you have to camp out on, like, Walmart's website. This shit, yeah. this shit never released really until it this year. It was a lot of lacking foresight. I have a couple of bots I follow on tw- on Twitter. And I actually recently unfollowed because I was just like... All it ever shows is scalped thousand dollar prices, and well, if it's even, ever not for even, even like though, the f- I I still think it's because of just what's been happening. Oh, it's it's all a product of, of several things. Though the factors that are happening right now were things they could have seen coming before the pandemic was even a like factor. They, they could have pushed like, everything off. They really could have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could they they could have very well known about the fact that there was going to be a microchip shortage. It wasn't necessarily. I don't think it um, like snuck up on people. Really, did it? If it did, it I feel like the it industry didn't. doesn't know it, what's it, going on with itself. It metastasized mm. as a result of stupid decisions from car companies during the pandemic. But there were already they were already riding the line pretty damn close with just a lack of output for a growing yeah. demand for this. So, like, it and all also, just kind of was a perfect storm. I also don't think it helped that both consoles needed the same exact fucking chip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't really help no one. No. No. Or my graphics card, for that matter. <laughs> Which I still can't get. Uh, it's okay. I don't know. It's, my, my... It's, it's been the most frustrating situation. Just, like, I have some disposable money that i want to throw at technology and i just can't it is such a uniquely bizarre economic circumstance why won't they let me spend money yeah exactly i'm just like what is this funny money good for again i can't buy things with it so i guess it has no value well i think you need to get new hobbies (laughs) Yeah, things that don't cost money. <laughs> Just start buying older let's games. Go, let's go have a picnic. Just buy older games. I mean, that games. is really what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. I mean, Resident Evil Village was kind of the signal to me of like, okay, I'm just... Triple A is not going to be where I'm at this year or potentially next year. I just can't. God damn it! Finish so. eight so we can fucking talk about it. I what doesn't bad to time? I need to find the time because I can't stream it. So like, it has to be literally my free time you to play like that game. Twice a week, Timber. Three times a week. Yeah, four days. To, Thank you. Four other days to play it. Well, one of those days is a podcast, <laughs> which you sometimes forget about. I don't forget about it. I've attended almost every one of them. Almost. I think I might have the best track record here, besides Kyo. Ken's there all the time. What are you talking about? It's a toss-up between oh, wait, you and no, Fangirl. <laughs> Just get, I might have a yeah, better track record than Kyo. <laughs> Hold on. I might have been at Kyo's podcast more than Kyo. No, because be be I've been here more often than you no. have when you've been gone. Ah, uh, true. Kyo, there was that. Kyo, there was like a Kyo year only, where it was kind of touch and go. Kyo, Kyo only missed one episode. And then, Timber, you missed a, at least a handful. In this, but at least in we this, know. In this season. <laughs> but either way, at least we know. What you need to do. Barry is, hasn't missed any. 
you need to uh, not buy new games, buy old games. You'll be spending the same amount of money, but they're slightly less rare to find. Yeah. And if you would like to buy me a copy of Dragon Warrior 7, <laughs> my birthday was not that long ago. If if that money is burning a hole in your pocket. Because I know, uh, now oh, I know by, you got it. By the now way, I, know you got it. I guess I should announce this on the podcast. Happy birthday. That game is for your birthday, so you don't need to send me money. No, what? No, I have to give you money. No, no. You... Please, I can't. I can't spend this anymore. Anyway. No, because Please I'll be like, Ken, can you get this for me? He's like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I have to pay you back at some point, you know. And he's like, yeah. it's like what? What it's am okay. I doing? What? What GameCube games? <laughs> what GameCube games? You never bought me any of those. What are you talking about? <laughs> Look, when I move back, it reset. Everything reset. Everything reset. The set, the debt went down to zero again. I mean, do we factor in all the amiibos I bought? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that evens up the GameCube games. I think. But besides Lost, Lost Stranger, Lost Paradise, <laughs> Lost Stranger Danger, <laughs> Lost Stranger Danger. Besides that game, uh, I've been playing hardcorely Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. Since the last episode, I finished Mass Effect 2. And I, I told myself, I told myself, I wasn't going to play 3 because I, I was afraid I was going to get burned out. I should play another game. Ten minutes later, I'm just doing the intro of the little boy with the stupid aircraft zooming by <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> uh, Ken, Ken just needed to know. What was yeah. actually Shepard's favorite store on the Citadel? No, no, I, I'm, I'm, at the end of Act Two, for Mass Effect Three. So, and I'm in the middle of doing the Citadel DLC. Uh, the yeah, the Citadel DLC. So that's this is a DLC that I've never done yet. So that'll be very interesting. After the Prothean DLC, I didn't bother to get any of the other DLCs for Three. So Leviathan was also very interesting to do. So there's that. Yeah, I um, I was originally not going to get Legendary Edition for myself, but I came to a very crushing realization about my old Mass Effect 2 copy, and yeah. that was that the purchases of Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 that were actually in my game library yeah. were what I call um, guilt purchases, because they were mm. games that I had, you know, a decade ago acquired through definitely legal means ah, that had all of the DLC. Them. Sorry? You sailed the high seas for them. I did, yes. I sailed the high seas for them and I played them all back then. And then a decade later I go, you know, I should probably actually, like, actually own these. So now I Now that it's them. too late for this to have any impact on the developers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it still did. I think Bioware is still a company, so Barely. it went directly. It went. It still went to them. Barely but a there company wasn't. to me! Uh, they, however, uh, it didn't. I didn't buy any of the DLC and didn't realize it, so when Legendary came, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to have all the things now, though. I wasn't going to get the Legendary Edition, and then you were talking about it all the time, and I'm like, oh, you know, this would be a good thing for me and Timber to talk about, and then you weren't on for two episodes. <laughs> 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 and then I'm pissed. <laughs> and then I find um, out you didn't even buy it. 
Oh, I, I did buy it. I do have it. I, I do have it. I was considering not getting it because I owned one and two and had heard numerous times that three was not a good game, which I think was hyperbole because I, I don't think three really would be that bad of experience. I think people just got soured by the ending. It's kind of like three. Game of Thrones where it's like it's a, overall it's a good package yeah. with a shitty ending. It's it's the it's it's literally it's the friends that we made along the way the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm enjoying my time with three, obviously painstakingly, but I'm I'm also only platinuming all these games that I'm doing, which is a fucking chore. But I'm Didn't, I'm so almost <laughs> one thing. Yeah, one thing that I knew about going back to Legendary Edition was seeing. Uh, I believe you can't even play insanity difficulty until you've done at least one playthrough on I think it's unlocked the by second default. highest right is it unlocked by default okay yeah it's unlocked by default because otherwise why even have that trophy there's so many games that do that and it frustrates me to no end i saw it with um devil may cry as well which at least they do shake up like enemy placements and stuff but i'm like just let me play on the hardest difficulty if there's uh, if there's a higher option give me the option don't don't force me to do multiple playthroughs i just don't operate that way well also you come to think of it if even if you were just regularly playing the game i don't want to say mass effect one two one and two is probably good what 30 30 30 to 35 hours each game Right. And Mass Effect 3, if you're not doing everything or just doing the bare minimum, it's about maybe about 30 hours, give or take. Now, if you input, that's like about 90 hours right there. Now, if you have to do it again with insanity, I think I'll go off the fucking wall to do it all over again. <laughs> Especially because there's a tr there's a trophy that says, hey, make sure that the shepherd that you're playing as is the same fucking shepherd that you played all three games. Yeah, every single shepherd is just the the same doughy faced guy. I literally had um my 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 shepherd, the first shepherd I ever had that that lasted me through Mass Effect yeah. One and Two was just Phil Collins. I just modeled him after <laughs> Phil Collins, so I just looked at Phil Collins <laughs> every fucking time I did anything at all for sixty hours worth of video game. You know, and <laughs> the fact that they say, "Oh yeah, this is you were saying it earlier." Oh, but this is the best edition for one. That doesn't really say much, especially because so they brought over the character selections and character details from Mass Effect 3 into Mass Effect 1. And it yeah, they did make the girl look weird. It, All of it looks weird. They all look like oh. fucking dead inside. Yeah, but I don't know. Femshep definitely looked... It looked like Femshep went on a very crash diet that was not good for her. Um, so. I don't know. It just... It seemed like a strange. It, it was unnecessary. Uh, I'm, frankly, I, also, I, I mean, I I also just think they just brought over the Andromeda engine, which was probably like a bad mistake. Oh god, the Andromeda <laughs> engine's a mess. That whole game was a mess. I mean, all yeah. of their engines were a mess, though. When you think about it, I mean, it, honestly, though. Bioware sucks I mean, as a company, so it's like not surprising that their stuff runs like shit or plays like shit sometimes. It's, like, it's so sad yeah. that that's a sentence that you even have to say. I, mean, I remember it's... back in the day, a decade ago, when Bioware was like, "Dude, I love Bioware so much. I hope that EA doesn't fuck but them up." And then they the fucked thing, them up. The thing is, though, with Bioware, I like their storytelling, but their engine has always had a few cracks and here and there 
even before yeah. the the EA purchase. And the EA purchase didn't really help that all too well. I mean, they made Dragon Age 2, which was a devastating flop post-EA acquisition, followed by Mass Effect 3, which flopped on the tail end. Dragon Age 2 was not good. No, Dragon Dragon Age Age 2. Dragon Age Origin was owned by EA already. Were they already owned by EA? Oh, yes, they were. Oh, my God. I got a copy of you. I'm going to go look at it. Wasn't that, like, right at the time that that transition was starting to happen, though? Yeah. But yeah, also, like was... the thing is, the thing is, the reason... I, I understand. I, I also hate hate Mr. Hawk, even though I called him Tony. <laughs> I called him Tony, Ethan, Winter, the... Tony, and... Ethan, Winters. You know what's fun about that character, for the character creation? Yeah. All I had to do yeah. was, like, remove the... Scar and had glasses, and it was already done. Look like me. <laughs> <laughs> so that means I could make it look like Timber as well. Yeah, apparently Timber yes, and I look can... the same, even to my girlfriend. She's like, "Well, he kind of looks like you." I'm like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Luna yes, even Ke- thinks that as well. Go and I Timber took a, protagonists. I took, a, I took a picture of Timber, and then Luna thought it was you. <laughs> we look honestly different enough. Our facial structures are very different. I agree, uh, but that's only because we both look at our own faces more than anyone else in the world. So, and whose fault is that? I guess to the average person. I mean, y- yours. How is this my fault? Question. <laughs> it's 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 all you, Gil. It's it's remember. Uh, it was it all started with Echo Fighters, and now here we no, are. You are We're, my Echo Fighter, but you look different. You know, the the debate is going to continue circling forever on which one of us is the Echo Fighter and which one of us is the real fighter. I bet this is what Smash Brothers characters actually argue about when no one's watching. They're like, I'm your Echo. No, I'm no, you're my Echo. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Daisy doesn't fight over Peach on that she's her Echo. I mean, da- I'm not Daisy here. <laughs> kind of acting fairly daisy like <laughs> uh. but yeah besides that i i also spent like fucking a bunch of money on games like the last couple days around e3 so i bought intergrade final fantasy 7 i really want to play that it. i pl- i got ratchet and clank I played the first couple levels of that. It's actually really good. I really do like the implementation. I heard it's a very good game that I can't play because it's on the PS5. Yeah. Uh, the the usage of the DualSense controller is actually really good. I really do like that. I also bought Guilty Gear Strive, which I also did play a couple rounds with. And I like using Totsugeki which is a, just a flying dolphin just going across the screen. <laughs> oh, that, that I was not expecting dolphin. Um, I've It's been so long since I played a main Guilty Gear line game. I, I only really ever played them on arcade machines, but they were a lot of fun when I did. Um, Strive looks interesting. I've heard kind of mixed things about it, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are just mad at that the fact that it's fairly casual 
because there is there is a combo system, but pretty much you can make your own fucking combos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think one thing that people pointed out was that there's a significant there's a significant increase in accessibility with Strive because they basically they've simultaneously made attacks less punishing while making the supers a lot more devastating so it kind of equalizes combat more because people aren't getting wrecked by like strings of lame ass punches basically mm. <laughs> but i don't know can can you attest to that or yeah, I mean, for the amount of games that I did play with it, but I I am a dirty May player, as much people like to talk about. So I do like using the dolphins. So is Blaze Blue dead now? <laughs> yeah, Blaze Blue is dead. Oh yeah. I mean, the the final game, the final solo game, was like the last of the series, and then t- uh, the tag battle game pretty much was the nail in the coffin. <laughs> Like, did it just, like, fizzle out, or did it just, like, end? Like, I'm really confused why the Guilty Gear's back now. It had a, it, it had an end, so to speak. Okay. But also, having having played the story mode for that, it's batshit fucking crazy, and makes no fucking sense, because you have to go play through every single anime character at certain points, then revisit them once you play all the characters just to make sense of what's going on in the fucking story. It's just, I, know, it's, I feel like it's really weird for, like, that game, which was really popular for a while, to just, like, kind of be, in, like, over. Yeah. Strive but, has, like, a linear story in its campaign, too, doesn't it? Where it's just, like, one it, end it to the other. It doesn't have a... Oh, it, it, it does not? It doesn't have a... Pl- it doesn't have a playable story. It's, like, literally, hey, you want to watch this anime movie about the characters in Strive? <laughs> oh. Hmm. But it's fine because then you can you don't need to fucking shoehorn a fucking battle for no apparent reason. I, I guess that's true. Yeah, then it can just be its own story, and it's not like like it's, it's like, not like now we must it, fight, it, Dio. It, it it's literally just for fans of the genre. <laughs> also, I'm just gonna put this out there as a very, very, very dated observation. Now that I've actually watched JoJo, Bloodstained was just JoJo the video game. Okay. Like, that was so heavily influenced by JoJo, it's not even funny. Okay, fun things about this, because I want to get to this before it goes any further in your mind. Castlevania and Bloodstained weren't based on or inspired by uh, JoJo, but Igarashi is very much a JoJo fan. Like, Castlevania influenced JoJo a little bit, and then it happened backwards as well. <laughs> they just like, keep Are, are you going to tell me one of the key things is you have a mask that looks like the mask from JoJo? No, so that one's... that That's one of the things that I'm like, oh, now I get that. that that's always um, been a reference there was to also, in the series, but like... There was... Yeah. Yeah, there was that. There was the... Um, there was the fact that she she would do the JoJo poses, which is obviously just a, a teaser thing anyway. But then on top of that, it just comes down to, like, the execution of, of any kind of drama or dialogue is just delivered in precisely the same way. Especially when looking at season one JoJo, where it's just like, the book! We must get the book! And then you have, you know, the over-the-top, like, no! Why are you doing this? Like, I don't know, there's... It, 
Are you sure this wasn't anime trope? Well, I know. It wasn't just, like, bad American voice acting. <laughs> yeah, it was just no, like, no. it was just the dub? <laughs> no, it's, uh, for real, there's just something about the delivery that it's not just, it's not bad. It's not, um, and it's not even traditional anime over the top. There's something very particular about, like, the JoJo style of over the top that definitely translates in the way that dialogue happens in Bloodstained. Also, quick question to um, out you to everyone listening. Do you watch JoJo dubbed or subbed? I watch it dubbed. I know subbed oh. is the memes. I know yeah, subbed is the then memes. That's but why? That's why you're talking about the delivery. They're probably matching the stupid energy that they that they received from the the original Japanese actors. Jap- I'm sure. Yeah. I don't mind though. It's still fun in its own way. Um, and all I American really voice like acting voice is delivered actor. exactly the same way in everything. It's all delivered the exact yeah. same way because they only have one. They got one trick and they do it every time. That's why Troy Baker makes I mean, such, so much money and so gets so much why, work. And that's why Johnny Young Bosch just sounds like Bash, whatever in whatever series he's in, no matter what. Can change change my mind about that. Hey Ken, do you want to hear something completely unrelated? Sure. So I have this book that my friend bought me when I was still in Japan. That was like for the 40th anniversary of. Super Sentai, and it has, like, um, uh, Zuoja on it, and it just has, like, photos of, like, the, like, the mechs from it, the characters, stuff like that, then it has, like, some random team yeah. characters from, starting with, what is this, Gal Ranger onwards, I opened it up, mm. and, um, four Niseyen dropped out of it, and yeah. 10,000 won, and 100 uh, Hong Kong dollars it just fell out of this. Were you like getting shipment from the triad or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's just I have four. Check the crisp uh, Nisayan, which if you guys don't know, think about think about a twenty dollar bill, but you've never seen one before, because that's yeah, basically what it it's, is. It's, it's the rarity of a two dollar bill in in America, yeah, but worth twenty dollars. Yeah. You give these to people and they look at you like what? Sometimes they'll hand it back yeah, and they, be like, don't here, hold on to that. Well, either I don't accept it or like, you know, oh, these are hard to find. You should save it. When I went to study abroad, when I met um, Ken, uh, one of the guys with us, like he, that happened to him rest, at a restaurant, they're like, oh, save that. You should, you know, they're rare. And he just like opens his wallet and it's just full of them. He's like, this is all I have. And he had like three, like he had like, I think about a thousand dollars worth of twenty dollar bills basically in his wallet <laughs> and they're just like what what how do you have this he's like the bank gave them to me and they're like no one's ever seen these in japan <laughs> they're all rare because they're the like, u.s ah, yeah you're just a fucking guy general just give it to you yeah because apparently <laughs> apparently u.s bank has all the twenty dollar bills for japan in the world <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's also another thing. You probably don't get it unless you get it from a U.S. bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very rare to see it outside because every single time I've always traded money at the airport because I just don't like dealing with the bank fees. Mm-hmm. And I've never gotten any sand. I'll send you one. You can. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. It's not enough to go like get money back. It's like you have eighty less than eighty dollars. We're not gonna do this. Like you yeah. need at least one hundred dollars <laughs> for us to bother. Yeah. Yeah, that was just my way of getting you guys to stop talking about anime. 
I think I still have a dice box full of all of the different coin yen that I got when I was in Japan. Mm. Um, That's a real cool just story. Because I, it is a really cool story. They have a hole in their coins. Some of them, only in two of them. <laughs> some, some of them, of them <laughs> some of them. But I, I, I like that feature. It's a, it's a neat feature. It's a, a although feature. they do this, this quality of life improvements. Hole in the middle of a coin. You can turn to a necklace. <laughs> yes, please. Awesome. Come on, America. We can Come fill on, it America. now. <laughs> it's cheaper Patch to make. It's useful. Three point four five. I mean, think of all the cool things you could do with a hole in your coin. You could take the coin. <laughs> do you really want? to... Do you want to continue this comment that you just said? Timber, what the hell were you playing? uh, You know, just an innocent game of, you know, you put it in in like a a slot and then you like twist it, right? Because it like controls the lever. Like you can do cool things with the the whole coin. Uh, What kind of bionicle shit are you on right now? Uh, Anyway, um... I've been doing fine lately. I went paddleboarding last weekend, uh, which was a pretty entertaining prospect, being able to like, go on the river with a paddleboard for the first time. It's actually easier than like kayaking. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. done them. Yeah. My girlfriend yeah, wants to take me paddleboarding, and I really don't want to. Oh, it's fun. I don't, um, like, there's... I don't like outdoors stuff. And one of the grossest feelings I can think of is pond water or lake water. I don't like it. I don't like to. Wasn't well, there nest. a river that would be better because flowing water? It's all it's gross stagnant. though. It's all outside water. I'm not river even big on being the least gross. Would, I'm not would, even big on being do, in pools. Would if you do come here? Would you do like the outdoorsy stuff? I would because I'm on Me? vacation. Kyo. No, yeah, no, Kyo. It's it's Hawaii. Like, what else am I gonna do there? Yeah. It's not like Japan where you I'm like, play, I'm going... You can play video games. You can go and eat at the Denny's. Why don't uh, I go to the Denny's? They probably have a, it's they a, probably have a Jollibee it's a staple. there. But uh, tell me, Ken, Ken, you would totally take him to the Denny's though, right? I mean, it's... No. It's the I'd Denny's of Hawaii. I would take him to the IHOP because at least the IHOP is a little bit more... Ex- more higher class than the Denny's here. You know what sucks about like <laughs> okay. like theoretically going on a trip to Hawaii? I'm like, I can't wait to spend a ton of money on food that I can I get back it. home. <laughs> oh yeah, like like oh, there's McDonald's. Oh, that costs twice as much as back home. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Hey, hey, you want to go to the Red Lobster because that's the, like the <laughs> dude, most the fucking McDonald's shit. though. Oh well, actually, McDonald's would be kind of a, a thing, wouldn't it? Because the, they have like a special Hawaiian I mean, menu, yeah. don't they? Well, just I would just make you eat Portuguese sausage, egg, and rice. See, I would want to try that. That's the only. I would yeah, want to try that. That's the only good thing here that we have that not, no one knows what the fuck I'm I talking mean, about. I, mean, I would say order, we can also order sign in at our at our McDonald's. I would well. say if I went to Red Lobster there, at least I'd have a better like uh, chance of getting fresh seafood there instead of Midwestern fresh air quote seafood. <laughs> Fresh. I'm using air quotes as well because, so our Red Lobster, all their shit is imported. It's really fucking funny. What? <laughs> Why? Just go. Just step out the back step, and there be fish. Like step out the back step, and there be fish. 
You know, more so, likely. I know that sounds like a Garfield strip, but more I likely there be lobbies. Long John Silver, which we don't have, by the way. <laughs> It'd be more of like a there be there be lava, there be lava forming there'd a new be island. Lava. There'd be yes. lava. Yes, yes, yes. Should we ever fish talk about fish like swimming down the lava flow? This is our E three episode, right? <laughs> this is the Bandai Namco episode. We're that like got an lost. hour in, and we haven't even talked really about E3 at all. Well, we're still in our intro. We're still in the intro. Like, Listen, we've had. I've, I've, I, I was talking about paddleboarding. I was. I was going to mention how hard it is these days to like go do things alone. Like I don't know if you guys like. Timber, sense this lately? for the last the last year and a half, I've done things alone. <laughs> but see, I found it really because, like, I the, the problem I'm running into now, right, is that anytime I go out, I'm like, I should do this with a human being. It doesn't make sense to go do a thing by yourself because I spent the past year in in basically isolation. So it's like, why would I go there and do things when I can just be here and do things? by myself like there's a disconnect mentally of like why would i go away to do something if i'm going to be alone either way right if that makes sense i'd rather just do it by myself because then you Hmm. have especially with things i do like for for example if i'm gonna go take photos i'd rather just go out and do it because if i'm going to call someone to go out and take photos with me Certain shots that I might want to go will butt heads with other people what what they want to do. So I'd rather just go out and take my own shot and then come back. You sh- and I've always done this. I've gone on trips alone by myself. But I've gone on trips by myself because I don't like planning with other people. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah, planning can be kind of a pain if it's like, ooh, can we do this now? Uh, I don't know. And especially. And especially if I'm going to go see other friends over there, it'd be really hard to be like, hey, I'm going to go see my friend who lives four hours away from Tokyo, so bye, I'm going to leave you here. You, you're you right, right? And then spend only a day with that one person and then come back. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, it's always a balancing act when you have like multiple people in the same area like that. Um, but I don't know. Like the paddleboarding example was a case where I had a, I had gone with a group of friends right now. It was a good time, but like I'm sitting yeah. here thinking like, would I go paddleboarding alone? Like, it would just be me on the water. Some people would think that's cool, but I don't know. That to me, it's just like, wh- why would I do that? Why wouldn't I just find someone, anyone, literally anyone, and say, hey, you, <laughs> get a paddleboard and fucking come with me, so that I have a, a someone there. Right, I don't know. I guess but different it's styles. Fun. It's also fun, like if you fucking drown, then no one would know you drown. That's a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> that's my. That's the funnest part of paddleboarding. Really, is the existential dread of knowing no one will know I've passed. <laughs> like when I used to go surfing by myself, I'm like, huh. The next time I go out, you know, a shark could just like get me, and no one knows I'm out here right now. <laughs> All right, Kyo. so E three. <laughs> we've what? we've circled back to E three now, Kyo. Have we now? Speak your piece. Oh no, we just it was our E three roundup. I don't, I don't. Know. Is that is that is that what this is? I just yes, it was, we told okay. you that last week. 
What? No, I just thought it was a regular episode. We did E3 you said, last week. You, no, you said last week, are these <laughs> we videos everything? You're like, are these things everything we're going to do? Or are we going to do another podcast later? Like, we're going to do another podcast later of like a like a. I didn't think it was summary. about E3. Listen, okay, Bandai Namco did Man of Medan 3. It was trash. <laughs> it was hot garbage, okay? <laughs> Nintendo had Metroid Dread. Dread out, Metroid Dread out. It's the best Dread, thing no, no, since Cam. Dread out's different. Okay. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> you put respect into that. Uh, I didn't see the other one, but it, I heard it was good. <laughs> Did you not even watch the videos that we made? I watched like half of it, but I got lost. How? It followed along. <laughs> it's a straight line. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just uh, the, the YouTube Timber, home button Timber. was there, and I, I t- Timber. If I had to sit through your Legend of Zelda dissertation, this is you true. You can spend this is true. This is true. No, I, 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 I I'm sorry. I forgot to go back and finish the episode. Um, but there was it, it, there was some cool stuff there. Uh, Elden Ring, right? We didn't even Maybe? talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> you didn't talk about it. Nope. Wasn't that a, wasn't Maybe. that an E3 thing? Uh, nah, we didn't was, watch well, that it was one. The summer of games. Oh, it was shit. The summer of game fest thing. It was pretty. Right, I'll just I'll just watch the whole thing over again. Then I clearly don't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I guess I'll take charge then. Hey, so we we didn't attend. A week. If you guys can check out our videos that we did. Or my our, YouTube channel. Our, YouTube.com yeah. slash Cody Hunter. Just check them out. At least watch the Nintendo one. Make me feel good about myself. Yeah. Of our E3 Not Live Roundup episodes. So we had a lot of fun. It was, yeah. I think. Tim, no, no, Tim was, was wondering why after the biggest like, like gaming news week of the year, why this gaming-centered podcast <laughs> would talk about that. No, no, no. It's just, I don't... I'm sorry. I, I, I don't like torturing myself with games I can't own, which is kind of why I like am not super on the Sony um, but thing. There that's wasn't, your fault. There wasn't is, a Sony you one. You could have watched the Xbox one. You have Game Pass. Just buy it for $10 a month, and you have all the games there. We need, there wasn't true. even a Sony one to watch. Wasn't there? No. No, there wasn't. Okay. Sony dropped out. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm just going to read Look, the questions it's... because you're upsetting me. <laughs> no, no. Nintendo or Bust, okay? You know this. You know this for me. You're just as bad as uh, all the Zelda fans. pretty much this year. I am. This is true. Because I am a Zelda fan. The Zelda fans are the worst people in the world. They're, they're, the only thing I can, like, I can really compare them to are dogs that you've just fed that are now hungry again. And looking at you <laughs> like they've never been fed before. Like, Nintendo's like, here's Skyward Sword HD, and everyone's like, mm, but where's all the other ones we wanted, too, to buy again for $60? I bet Nintendo, the company that splits everything up into individual releases, will release all the Zelda games together for 60 bucks in one package. They sure will, Billy. They sure will. Dumbass. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. First qu- I guess we'll go in reverse order. <laughs> yeah, well, the questions will, like, make it easier to talk about this stuff, because, like, I don't... Because, like, some are like, what was your favorite thing? What was your release? So it's we're, it's going to come up anyway. So let's just make it interactive. Right. 
All right, first question is from Chris Naga. Uh, knowing how yeah. horrible most of the directs were, which one was your favorite and why? It's just Nintendo. <laughs> because the rest all sucked. I, to be fair, Microsoft's if, if wasn't you, terrible. It just was nothing I was interested yeah. in. If you took out the Mexico part of, <laughs> of Forza Horizon's presentation, Microsoft had a really solid one, mm. all things considered. Granted, Nintendo always knows how to put on a show. So, I I did enjoy both. Everything else was kind of meh. You got you got some diamonds and a shit salad from Square Square Enix. Why would you want and, diamonds and a salad at all? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you we have the non-existent episode that we did of Capcom. <laughs> that no, was so bad. No, that was Namco. Then I yeah, we, I did At that Namco. literally that day. Oh, oh yeah, we did Capcom. We did but I, Capcom. We did Capcom. And we deleted it. Yeah, I decided it wasn't worth our time to, for me to edit it or anything, so we just skipped it. <laughs> That's how bad oh, that one no. was. Well, to be fair, they're like, Dude. we're gonna bring four games and talk about those four games, and we're like, okay, and then they did, and we were all very Pikachu shocked to that. We're like, oh wow, who could have seen this coming? But to be fair, they're like, we're gonna show off RE8. It was a sizzle reel of, like, canned footage and then a, like, black screen with white text that said, due to fan demand, we're making DLC starting now. So it's like, okay, why was this one here? And then Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2 got stuff, which I'm like, okay, Rise is getting an update with more update collaborations with with, um, Stories 2, and then Stories 2 showed, like, you know, stuff. Mike, that makes sense. Great Ace Attorney, I think, was officially announced or at least shown off in English for the first time. So I'm like, okay. And then esports and nothing special nothing new that was capcom (laughs) granted better than namco but that's not hard you just have to have a presentation (laughs) to be better than namco (laughs) namco's the guy namco's the guy (laughs) who walks in on the project day where they're like you need to bring a powerpoint presentation he goes ah I left the USB drive at home. So sorry, Professor. That was the Bandai Namco E3. Um, Though, I do have one slide from it, and that's pretty much it. I have a, I have a still on my <laughs> I phone. Have... I can just Google a picture real quick, and we can talk about it. <laughs> I yeah. took a photo of my PowerPoint, please. Yeah, I don't know. Bandai Namco did not fill me with like the warm fuzzies about what any of the rest of E3 looked like. Nintendo... Was what the good was one. funny? What was funny is the real leading up to the Namco presentation. Or I guess fucking House of Ashes or Little Ash. I'm fucking. I don't know. You you were trying so hard not <laughs> to spoil yourself for it. I remember that. You're like I'm yeah, not watching. I don't want to. No, because when I watched the IGN feed, they were doing everything beforehand. We haven't done Nintendo yet, so they were talking about the Nintendo stuff. And obviously, I want to be... I I kept so hard not to look at any news and anything on YouTube that immediately I just went from that to live from all the recommended stuff. So, obviously, I I was trying so hard not to look at stuff, so... When I did go on GameSpot's one, which was the feed that we did ended up using to to do Capcom's one, or not Capcom's, um, Bandai Namco's, they had a bunch of Bandai Namco games that they probably were talking about throughout the entire year. So they had Scarlet Nexus, they had a new 
um, My Hero Academia game that they probably just mentioned in B-rolls for other games or other conferences, mm. but they never fucking mentioned it in this one. <laughs> it's the Bandai Namco presentation. Uh, you know, let's not talk about Bandai Namco right now. I think that would be pertinent. <laughs> My yeah. God. Uh, yeah, that that one was just... It was just an embarrassment, man. <laughs> an just... embarrassment. Um, I, but you know now. Now we know we can finally like release the tension and say Kazuya didn't kill Kirby. What game is and Kazuya not, from? And it's not a spoiler anymore. What what game Kaze, are they from? Kazuya. What game is Kazuya? Yeah, that's what I said. Kazuya. He's from Tekken. Which one? Five. Is that the latest? Hold on. Is there a Tekken Seven? I think it's from Seven. But no, he's been in all. He's been like in all of them, haven't? Hasn't he? No, he he wasn't in Tag, the original Tag, and he wasn't in Three. Because Three was Tekken, the new, the next generation. And then Te- they were like, "Fuck it, it we want, we want all the old characters, and then we're gonna bring back Kazuya, even <laughs> though he he fucking fell off a volcano in two. Is that what the <laughs> volcano thing was referencing? So, yeah, in the series, Heiachi, his father, and young Kazuya train on top of that volcano, and then fucking Heiachi just fucking kicks him off occasionally. So at the end of... And that was to build character, quote-unquote. So at the end of the first... At the end of the first tournament, Kazuya wins, and he throws Heiachi off of the the hill. But then Heiachi climbs up and then beats him for the second tournament and then he throws him in the volcano and then he was gone for like years and then he was rebuilt now he's like half man half machine huh that's weird and then he yeah and then he fought Heiachi with Jin in the this temple and then a bunch of jacks came and then fucking exploded and Heiachi was sort of dead but he wasn't dead he was just thrown off of the the temple. I don't know, I'm just going yeah. to protect the Lord. And then, and then <laughs> he went. Then he landed in Soul Calibur, where he fought his way through many a swordsman to receive well, then the again, Soul that Edge. Ain't, that that ain't canon. The only canon <laughs> game was you know the one where Ezio's in. <laughs> oh my God! I, actually, which Geralt one was that, being, actually, actually, Geralt being in six was considered canon for uh, Witcher. Oh. Yeah. Five. It, it actually makes sense because it's you know, portals. Yeah, easy. Um, Link was obviously canon. <laughs> Link would have made sense as canon. What? What? What about the one for the Xbox? What about Spawn? Who the fuck cares about Spawn? What even is he? <laughs> He's Spawn. the arbiter of death. <laughs> you see, the, the the pregnant pause says everything. <laughs> <laughs> who who wanted Spawn? Uh, I believe he was considered Todd, the weakest Todd, character Todd of the three. McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Wanted Spawn. Well, because they were like they're like Nintendo. Okay, Link makes sense. Sony. Ah, well, they got Tekken. Hey, Hachi makes sense. Xbox. Like, fuck. Because uh, Xbox is easy. Who, just who, give them. Just just give him the we, fucking. Um, who do we? Um, who do we have? On our young console to build rapport with. Hey Todd, do you have anything? Where are your spawn? Yep, there we go. 
And I think that came I'm out. Sure that's, that came I'm out pretty sure after, that's how that business meeting went. Was there a guest character for Dead or Alive on the original Xbox, or was that 360? Uh, the original Xbox one was three. No, they didn't. They okay. had a guest character for four, which was the Spartan. Uh, they yeah, could have okay. had Abe from Abe's Odyssey. That's an easy pick. They could have done Splinter Cell. I think that was kind of a, an Xbox brand no, at the but, time. But but Abe was also released in the PlayStation so as well. I think it was just so they, they needed someone with a weapon. Exclusive. I don't know how they land on Todd McFarlane, though, for that. They're probably just like, <laughs> they're probably like who do the Americans know? Because this is going on the Xbox. I know Spawn. I the the Spawn movie. Spawn. No, the the, the correct an- <laughs> the correct answer is either like a Madden or FIFA player, and he they just go around and they kick they 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 either tackle or kick balls at people. Hey and man. They win. Hey man. Hey man. That's what rival schools is for. <laughs> All right. Oh, so. Man. Our, our next question. <laughs> I guess we'll move on to the next one. Puddin' Cup asks, what do yeah. you think of the new Switch Plus, which is not real? I think it's amazing. It's it, 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 it solved all the problems that I had with the original Switch, especially because I can't find my original Switch right now. I don't know where it is. I will say it does a lot more than the Switch Minus did. Yeah. I'll, I like my Switch. I, I don't want to change. Okay, that was interesting. Thank you for sharing. Akiba Red asks, "Do you think E three should still be a thing?" Ah, uh, no. After this year, no, no. <laughs> no. If like two years ago wasn't bad I, enough, and then last year not having one, this year has proved that we didn't need it again. I think E three should still be a thing, but I also don't think that it should be a thing that we put all of our eggs in one basket, like we like it did. I remember when E3 used to be such the biggest thing, but over the course of just media and things like that, every eyes is being upon it now. I don't think that it being what it is now. It's it's not an event. Like, there are other conventions like E3 that are infinitely better by virtue of having having the event be sort of more of a celebration of gaming and oh by the way here's some reveals where e3 is very much like it's about the reveals and no one we don't need e3 to be the eyes and ears uh of the generation anymore like we we have so many different sources and so many people who are clued in and and so many things that e3 doesn't even fucking cover that like what what even is it really at this point? It's just like a glorified um, magazine in a way to tell me about mm. things that are going to happen one day. <laughs> like I don't need that anymore. There's but a constant barrage of games I can be playing all, at any time. Isn't that? But you you saying that isn't that all press conferences at this point? Not even relating to E3. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it it is. I mean, I, I think press conferences have kind of. But, but Gone. the thing is, everyone pays attention to E3 because it was the big thing back mm-hmm. in the day. And because, you are right, because of the fact that there are many outlets that want to do their own thing, that have done their own thing, it, it gained all that lesser power that E3 had, but still with all the hype on that on E3. 
it, it, it lost all its power. And I think the whole thing with E3 right now is it shouldn't be... We obviously we should scale back our expectations because E three isn't what it used to be. But also I also think that E three needs to change for the business side, not so much for the big bang releases. I remember when it used to be for the big bang releases, but that was also when we couldn't have eyes on the on on the presentations. It was mostly we got our info secondhand from websites or magazines and stuff like that. But since now we can watch it live and judge it right then and there, it's it it, it it's very interesting. Like I I would like to talk more about this subject at a later point, but right, just it's it's a big thing to unpack. Like why why E three is has gone the way that it is, why its value has diminished, and what things are effectively its replacement and that you should use as its replacement because it is definitely a, a dodo an antiquated way of, of finding your information about games these days someone who only ever lives and breathes e3 is precisely yeah. in the category that kyo is complaining about earlier of like oh congratulations on being a fan of final fantasy like those people were born and bred on e3 because that's all you're going to hear is like the three four big releases that that came out and there's tons of other stuff that that comes out that isn't necessarily like top of mind at E3 that is an important release for the year these days. I and mean, I, well, per- personally, I don't. I also think that E3 isn't meant for us. It's meant for the developers and things like that, especially for the indie developers. Even though I. I indie games is a thing yeah i also think that's they're also their foothold into the industry and to get noticed by by those things and yeah and it is definitely big big, and it is it is still effective for them from that perspective i mean it's it's a marketing technique for them to push out without needing to think oh god how do i get this in front of eyeballs i mean that's a problem that we have even as content creators on, on twitter youtube are just like how do i get people to watch this no matter how good the idea is or how entertaining I am, how does this get from from my brain to someone else's eyeballs? Um, for them, it's a it's a no brainer of like I made a video game. Here you go, E three, market it. I'd say it's not really. Um, like, I'm thinking like I don't think even E three is for us. It's for people yeah, who it, don't. It, it's not. It's for people like not even just that. Not even for indie developers. It's for people who don't play. Who don't follow game news for their it's for once a year? People who don't play video games. Well, not the, it's it's for people people who don't play video games as their only thing in life. Like for it's us, it's for our main your hobby. dad. Well, it's not it's even for, for that. Your it's for dad people to go. I... Well, it's not even for no. for your dad. No, it's for it's... people that don't have uh, an eye on the industry like how we are keeping. Right. It's it's for people that like are either lapsed gamers or like people that would be like, oh, you know that Animal Crossing game or that Madden game or things like that. It's, that one, it's, the really casual gamers. It's for people, people who like go to the game store and in the summer they know, oh, a lot of games are announced in summer. They see what they're going to play in the fall. These are for like this is for yeah. people who are only because like if someone's like Nintendo shits out, oh, Animal Crossing's getting an update tomorrow. It goes out there. Most people who are, are going to miss it unless they're like following that. 
But if you're someone like, oh, I got an Xbox, I hope new things are coming out, and then you get a deluge of stuff in the middle of summer, you go to GameStop, there's stuff everywhere, there's, like, you know, new games up, you open your, your turn on your Xbox, and, like, on the dashboard it shows you, like, you know, all these games were just announced type of thing. It's for those people who don't follow anything so they can get all their news at one time. So you just get an idea, because at summer people are off work, or, like, you know, they're out do, out and about doing more things, and they see things that are coming in the fall and have something to look forward to type of thing. It's all about getting people ready for a holiday season. So it's not even about gamers, it's not about developers, it's about making sure people are going to be spending money in the fall. <laughs> or next yeah. year, to get them to buy the consoles. For me, for me, one of the things, like, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of talking about how... Uh, I didn't really participate in E3, and for the most part, I never did. And that's largely because uh, all I have to do is on E3 day or the day after E3, have my Twitter feed open, and I will know everything that mattered from E3 within like five minutes of just watching the feed scroll. Like, I think mm. that's also got to do with it is just information disseminates so quickly and easily that. You don't even need to invest the but, energy into E3 to know what happened at E3. But like for me, like I, I'd rather watch the reveals live. That that's also a a big thing for me though, and I, it's always been like that. Just getting your information secondhand is, I mean, for some people that might be fine, but for me, I don't I don't enjoy that. I'd mm -hmm. rather watch the thing. And also, seeing it is believing because anyone could just put up Final Fantasy gets canceled fucking and just put that on, on a twitter thing and if you're just scrolling on by you'll be you like yeah be like, fuck oh, file shit. fantasy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that no yeah, yeah so that that's another thing too like if i got to see these presentations live or at a certain point just watch the presentation oh it's it's very interesting plus you know i like looking at trailers i've i've, I've always done this even back in the day when I spent like fucking four days on dial-up dial internet downloading the Kingdom Hearts 2 trailer, you know, I've, I, this is, had been something that I've always enjoyed. Uh, uh, I definitely did that but, with the Kingdom Hearts one, <laughs> but that was kind of a <laughs> overblown, like, what was it, like a decade then, before we got that one? Almost? Yeah. And then just to download the wrong thing and then get let the bodies hit the floor. To <laughs> yeah, through LimeWire, of course. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. System yes. of a Down, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I, it's a fickle thing. Like, I think E3 should be a thing, but you, we should know that technically it's not for us anymore yeah it would whether I, or not it exists I, would I, not bother me like if it disappeared i would not yeah. be sad I, I think the problem yeah. is that i've never been the target demographic for this kind of thing um my and yeah. it, it largely falls into the way that i experience games i never ride pre-release hype trains because there have been too many instances where things were letdowns despite the hype um what? you know and, and this, and this applies basically what <laughs> So, like, this this applies regardless if it was E3 that announced it or an early access game that never finished or a canceled promise from a former E3. Like, why even invest my energy into something that might not happen? I would rather know, okay, the game's out now. People are saying it's good. Now I can watch the tra trailers. Now I can be hyped about it. Now I can get invested. But Timber, and but Timber, but Timber, 
That never happens with you. You barely buy new games at this point. Listen, Tropico. <laughs> Don't Tropico talk about Four Tropico. was a very fun guy game. Okay. A very fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> you like being El Presidente? Ah uh, yes, yes. It's a rum. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> You didn't think I'd take you seriously when you said don't talk about Tropico. I'm not talking about it. See, we're not talking about okay. it. Okay, well, our next question. You're getting your wish. Chian uh, asks, have you seen the Wholesome Games Direct? And if so, are you excited about any of the games in their lineup? And then a smiley face, which is a colon, and then a sideward, like a left-facing uh, carrot? Like a like a great, like a great greater than sign? Yeah, so um, I've watched it, and I wish I didn't watch it because I I found out it was just all freaking indie games, and I I I understand indie games is very important for the industry. However, that's it's not for me. I'll bet there are some games that I did take of note. Uh, let's see here. There is a lake game, which is basically you're a post person, and you it's a visual novel kind of game. There is. A Gecko Gods game, which hella hella of reminded me that I need a Gex game, so give it to me. Gex is yeah, and he's gay. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. So there is We Are OFK, which was a another visual novel game, but it's it's very interesting uh, with the subject matter. So I, that really caught my eyes. I, I never knew the visual games. novel side of you, Ken. Are, are you? Do you partake? Timber, tim- <laughs> Timber. I read light novels for fun. Timber, Timber. I mean, that's not the same thing, though. I can't. I Timber. can't ever really get individual novels, even though I like he, reading. He bought the AKB48 dating sim games. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is Beast of Minerva Island, which is basically like Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Wonderful. There's these cooking, there's these cooking games that really like. There was so many of those. I think tongue. I saw those. Yeah. There's like, there, there's this game called Hot Pot for one. So basically, you were gonna have a hot pot for friends, but all of them bailed on you. And then it, it was like, oh, so you're alone for New Year's. And then you open the fridge, and it's like fully stocked. And I'm like, if this was me on New Year's, this thing would be like fucking empty. There would be barren. <laughs> There'd probably be just one beer tipped on its side weren't weren't there like three or four different soup games i think i think i heard yeah there's 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 another game there's another game called soup pot which is you just making soup like why soup why soup it's summer (laughs) it's the middle of summer hey man maybe they thought about it during the winter (laughs) Yeah, they were like, I could really go for a soup right now. We can't afford it, but maybe we can make a video game about it. I mean, also the Southern Hemisphere is winter right now. So. Oh, that's true. Maybe they're... I, I do have to be open-minded about that. There, there's a game called Please Be Happy, and I, when I saw the title for it, I said no. <laughs> and then I was like, damn it, I just answered a, a game title. Am I going crazy? <laughs> Wasn't there a, a game where you literally, like pack and unpack furniture into a home and that's the game yeah yeah there there was also another game called a little to the left and it like irked the hell out of me because basically <laughs> it's a, 
it's an OCD game. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know all minute little things that you just want to fix? Now here you go, fix it. And the the screen cap for the YouTube trailer has a a photo that is just off to the left, just a little, and I'm like, I <laughs> I can't look at this because I want to fix the photo. Yeah, it's like it's a brilliant marketing ploy because people will see the trailer and they'll be like, ah, this is pure torture for me, but if I don't buy the game, then all this stuff is just going to have to exist unfixed and I need to fix it. Like, it's it's a, it's a catch-22. The minute you've watched the trailer, you're already stuck if you have OCD. Yeah. Uh, there is also another game that is called Pop. Sir Paparazzi, which is basically mm-hmm. you're just being a camera, camera. Oh my god, Pokemon, puppies. Pokemon puppy snap. Mm. So I mean, there, there's that. But besides that, I was just like having such like a dull time with it. If you can tell, the whole thing, and I was like, if you can tell by my silence, <laughs> I didn't watch it. and I had no interest in it. Yeah, because I was like, uh, indie games. I watched it, and I was like, oh, maybe Timber would have watched it. Um, never mind. Just, just, you know. I, I don't I do not do hype promos, so that's that's the weakness there. It's not that I wouldn't there, necessarily have interest Timber, in Timber, the... Timber, there are games in this that are out now. <laughs> what? <laughs> well. There was like one or two games that were like out now, and I'm like, all right. I'm never going to play you, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was busy playing a few things that, <laughs> interestingly enough, are not actually out yet, but they have demos. So that's what my time went into instead. But Timber, I thought you said you don't believe in <laughs> But a demo's different. That's proof that there's like actually a game that they made something of. Not counting early access, which uh, that's its own thing. What about PT? P- we don't we don't talk about PT. Yeah, I'm here. talking about P2. P2 here. <laughs> I'm like, I got like real tired. I'm sorry. I like, I just got real tired today. It's it's fine. it's okay. It's we fine. were talking about indie games. It'll, it'll yeah, that doesn't help. Your really sales on most it. days. It's a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been um, looking for new headphones while you guys were talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, what kind yeah, of headphones are you getting, Kill? Um, I don't know. Well, I was trying to look to see if there's any Prime Day stuff, but I think it ends soon, like in an hour, and like yeah, it ends. Like it's just my headphones broke; they're taped together, and I'm just like, I'm so done with life right now. I mean, you can probably get a pretty decent one right now. I have Sennheisers that are quite, um, I guess, common. I've seen a lot of YouTubers wearing them, but they are good. Sennheiser. My problem is like my nine eight. My problem is um, my budget's really low because I didn't know I was gonna have to buy anything. Like, I don't, like my fair. head, like it's just my budget's really low. I'm like, how do I afford anything right now, or do I just keep dealing with the broken ones? That's, like, that's they fair. like they mechanically still work. It's just they're taped together, and I can't move the left side of them anymore. So it's like, it, I, like they at least still work. They just are broken. <laughs> I think there's something called like the the razor. Black Adder X2 or something like that, which is mm-hmm. actually surprisingly cheap. Uh, Alchemy Fox has that pair, and it's pretty good for the price if you're willing to deal with the fact that it's Razor. I may have a Razor mouse. That's. Um, are you sure you're not talking about a mouse? No, no, no. It was a. Okay, the Black Adder might be the name of a mouse, but I swear there was a black something 
which was also a headphone that they make. Black Shark? Kraken? Uh, now, uh, the Kraken, I think, is the one. Let me see here. Yeah, yeah, Kraken is the, the headset. Yep, yeah, the Kraken. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't remember it being vibrantly, painfully green like that, but it well, sounds right. The ones are now. Yeah, the V3X, the V2. yeah, these are the... Okay. So yeah, that's a thing. Um, I will say... So continuing with... Oh, okay. Yeah, continu continuing on with E3, or did, did yeah, we kind we of say we have questions? All right, Bar yeah, we've been doing questions. Bari's uh, question is, what was your favorite announcement? Metroid Dread and Advance Wars. That's the only thing I really took away was those two games were my favorite. I screamed during Metroid Dread, so. Yeah. Metroid Dread so... did seem really cool. I mean, I um, ran out and pre-ordered it because I know it's going to be impossible to get that and the Amiibos, so. Yeah, it's already gone. Yeah, I, I had to go over to GameStop <laughs> and ask the guy, I'm like, can you pull up a collector's edition and get it for me? I hope he moved it over. I pre-ordered the normal one. He said he's going to move it over to collector's edition. Really hope he did. Then I found out the collector's edition is like $90. I'm like, it's really worth it, but you know what? I don't care at this point. It's Metroid. Yep. Anything for you, Timber? Uh, I remember there was something that came up that seemed kind of interesting, but honestly, I wasn't super impressed with too much. Uh, Dread seemed cool. Breath of the Wild 2 is something we already kind of knew about, and I'm also not super hyped about it because I, I honestly kind of got what I wanted out of Breath of the Wild yeah, 1. Yeah, when they showed us, like, it's the world, what? but with now verticality, the, the it's the like, oh my god, come on. The person that does lore stuff isn't happy and wanting to know what the lore is for this game. He doesn't even play Skyward know, Sword. I, I do want to play Skyward Sword, but that's a totally different thing. Um, the thing with Breath of the Wild 2 is that it, it just seems... I don't know. Like Breath, Breath of the Wild was a good experience. It wasn't my favorite experience in the Zelda series, but it was a good experience. But it wasn't one that I'm like, I need more of this. Like, it already felt like it was overstaying its welcome by the time I was done with it. So I, I, I didn't need more of it. That's just my stance. Well, I mean, you could, be, you could also be like me, who just bumble-fucked around through the game. <laughs> True. I was probably being overly completionist about it, and I, I can't deny that there's probably at least some degree of this that stems from the fact that it was something that I exclusively streamed live and that was my only experience playing it which probably does paint or change my experience of the game somewhat though generally it's positive because yeah. i actually have people there but i do think it adds an element of pressure of like i gotta complete the things i gotta do stuff i gotta make sure that it's interesting to watch them not just literally sitting on a hill watching clouds roll by which i think a lot of people probably actually did if they were just playing it for fun um so i don't know um Golf. Golf is happening. Mario yes. Golf. Would you say that was yeah. your favorite announcement? You know it was No, no. Oh, I remember now. I was I was trying to I was trying to get even to though it, it the, comes out next no, no, no. week. The, the Mario Party collection. That was the one that I was like actually kind of excited for, just because it seems like an well, actually good super, Mario Party game stuff. I can play so on the Switch. Would, so you would say that's your favorite announcement with Mario Party Switch? Superstar. Yeah. That may sound sad, so, but yeah, so, probably. Okay. If anyone comes and tells me what Timber's favorite game was, 
dirt like from E3, I will gift you a sub in Timber's chat. Bari was asking yeah. if we would give him one last time, and I'm like, Timber has to be back for me to make this deal. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that while <laughs> Timber's not here. That's the point. It's cause he Tim- goes, oh yeah, my, my sub is about to run out. And rip you. Please fix it. <laughs> so tell me what his favorite game was, or his favorite announcement for E3, and I will gift you a sub. Tier 1. Don't yeah. push it. Our, our last our last question is from Black Shotgun. I didn't say what my favorite. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, when I said when I said mine was Metroid and in Advance Wars, you said yeah. So I took that as you agreed. <laughs> Ditto. Same. <laughs> Ditto, Daddyo. So I I also did like the Advance Wars announcement because it's been a hot minute since Advance Wars. Mm-hmm ever came out or was ever in the limelight obviously uh, it, to be honest my favorite e3 announcements wasn't even in e3 i really did like jeff Keeley's summer games fest i re- overall if i had to include that as well that was probably one of the more solid performance or presses or press releases that we ever saw press conferences that we ever saw from this year because it did have a lot of games and they didn't really have a lot of head speak so to speak i do think it's really weird that during that um summer games fest that he tricked kojima into like a casting couch t- style situation and filmed it like live on stage oh yeah and i, I thought also, that was yeah, really I also weird did enjoy the 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 five minute of dick sucking that he did with kojima that dude's down and bad the fact that the fact that he made everyone else do the thing live except for him <laughs> His was pre-recorded. <laughs> Dude's got it bad for Which Kojima. Really funny. Yeah, so I did like the Death Stranding announcement. That was really good. The re-announcement of Elden Ring is, and a release date for January has also eased a lot of minds. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I really did like a lot of the announcements from Jeff Keighley's stuff, even though we give him a lot of flack. I, I, I really do like having the the Death Stranding stuff, honestly, that was probably my favorite announcement because I really loved Death Stranding. Mm. That was my game of the year in two years ago, and the fact that not only we'll get the visual improvements from the PC version into the PS5, but we'll have this mysterious mode, whatever that may be. So, yeah. So yeah, that was probably my favorite announcement from this whole week of games. All right. Well, and then our last question is from Black Shotgun. Was there anything missing from the E3 announcements you wish was there? Um, I really just wanted an update on uh, Metroid Prime 4. Like, a bit more of an update. I think they said it was still in development, I guess. I just feel like at this point they should be able to show something. I know they wouldn't show two Metroid games off at the same time again. Um, but I kind of just expected them to finally do that. Yeah. Uh, there's something I said that was for sure going to be at a, at what one, and it didn't end up happening. I think I expected something from the Square Enix one, but then I didn't realize it was going to mostly just be like the the American side of Guardian, it. Gu- Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it should have just been a Marvel thing. Like I thought we'd see more. Oh yeah, I thought we'd see like uh, Final Fantasy two remake, like at least a teaser for it at this point, like the for part two. I thought we'd at least see a teaser. Yeah. Because it just feels like it's yeah. going to probably be out late next year. Like something would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, were you too? Um, 
What about you, Timber? I mean, the thing that I always wish that I'd see from Nintendo that never happens, which is new original IPs. <laughs> they just they do new original stuff all the time. What are you talking about? It's just not going to be like yeah. Like the Switch had like a bunch of them. The Switch did have a. It did have some. It just I don't know this. If it had arms. If you're thinking about things like on like never, the level it, of like Zelda, like one of those big ones already. I mean, we got Splatoon at late in the Wii U, and like that's been one of their biggest ones. Like. That and ARMS, like, both came from, I think, even the same studio. That's true. Yeah. Like, and have... then people ignore things like Dylan's Rolling Western, which got three games. Like, there's a lot of smaller IPs that they have built up. They've built that just, like, are still around-ish. Like, my friend still did thinks they have the most... Any, did, did they have any at this E3, though? I think with them bringing back Advance Wars, I know it's not a new IP, but it is one that's been lapsed for so long. Um, E3 is yeah. not really where they announce new IPs anymore, though. That's more of something they would yeah. they would um, show at like TGS or like a Nintendo Direct somewhere. I guess that makes yeah. sense. Or, and they only they only bring sorry. up so many efforts so often because I mean if we got Arms Splatoon, honestly Xenoblade, although it started on the Wii, like it really became its own franchise in Wii U era. And moving forward from there, um, like Dylan and stuff, I said like that. My friend thinks that they've had nothing new since Pikmin. <laughs> like it's been forever since Pikmin. They've had a lot of new shit. It's just shit you don't like. It's like how it is like they have a lot you just it's not all gonna be big zelda level stuff like if it gets to that point like splatoon surprised everyone how big that got i don't even think nintendo was ready for that i just i don't know it's funny to me seeing zelda as like the big kid on the block when for the longest time growing up i felt like i was a weirdo for liking zelda because i just could not find people who openly admitted to playing it it was like what do you play oh Mar- mario i know mario like oh good zelda started getting Dude. really big like at the end of n64 and like then like the gamecube era that's like where it started picking up but, like out of nowhere it did seem to like explode and it's like all everyone all of a sudden loves zelda it's like when did this happen yeah that happened college era for me where it was like oh that there's people walking around with you know zelda merchandise jewelry you can probably attribute a lot of that to people our age went off to college and finally had access to the internet more regularly so like everyone found each other and it just exploded Mm. yeah well i'm one of the normies who likes zelda however breath of the wild was not necessarily the direction i wanted the series to go in i don't mind some of the changes i just i don't know i hope it i I hope it reels back I hope it reels back to be a little bit more Zelda-like while retaining some of the innovations that Breath of the Wild brought. I just want, I just want a story next time. Um, the entirety yep, of like much. the Breath of the Wild story was like maybe 14 cutscenes. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to have like voiced cutscenes with actual personalities and characters given beyond just like you know Sheik showing up in the middle of the dungeon, being like, "Take this item," and then. To have some poetry and throw a nut at the ground, but I don't know. Like for, for for me, I thought it was fine. But then again, I've never played a Zelda game before this game, and I it's it's fine for me. I don't know. It's fine. It's not. It's I it's think... it's far from a bad game. It's just having the context of the other games and stuff like um, Majora's Mask, where I, it had a lot of characterization of people that you interacted with and it just seemed to have 
it was more cohesive and it's always a product of open world games is that cohesion gets lost when it becomes a game of numbers of yeah. making this a bigger world that's really expansive with lots of things to do um you know it just kind of dilutes like, it for 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 me i'm just like i'm fine with it being this style of game and if they if they go back to the other ones that's fine or like how the it was originally they that's probably fine, but they probably I, won't but i, I think I hope that they, they can do. do they can do it well if they keep it how it is but add story and then add like more fulfilling dungeons like i don't mind yeah. the shrines fine whatever those are fine little things to stumble across oh here's something that will, like will keep me busy for maybe you know five ten minutes but like the divine yeah. beasts were boring like i just give me a real yeah. dungeon to go through like just something that's gonna mm. take me some time to get through that's a puzzle it just needs to be more interesting than what they did like it, they have like the the skeleton there just put some meat on it they also they also just kind of have been making their dungeons easier and easier time has has gone on. I noticed the trend I think basically oh, I'm, when, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry because casual people can't play it. <laughs> I mean casuals but the thing is casual people can figure out a hard puzzle eventually. It's not like nah. it doesn't need to be like <laughs> no, trust trust me, Timber. Like if you saw me play I, I like I said, I've tried I've tried very much so to play these games in the past, but I, how I play games is unless it, it has to be fucking obvious. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't do it. And he's like, the literally time, glowing like for... Uncharted bullshit going on. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> I need that <laughs> because un- unless there, this this is I'll I won't be afraid to admit this. I was stuck at an Ocarina of Time. The only way I found a way out of the fucking dungeon was looking at a trailer for it, and it was the one that you had to shoot the stupid skull on the top of the top of the thing, and that was the introduction of the camera system, right? For 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 Ocarina, I think it was really in the beginning of the game. But I was stuck there for like a good fifteen minutes, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this game?" Everyone keeps talking about how good this game is, but I can't seem to find a way forward. Mm. I think that happened even to me when I was the first time I ever played it. Yeah, I was definitely stuck there um, because it's it's trying. But to get you were you a just... child. I bought I bought this game on the 3ds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when did the 3ds version came out? I think this like is 2014. I was 24. <laughs> I think this is an industry problem in general, where for some reason, especially like you know, Thinky Man puzzle games, they don't actually have they, they never think of it as something with a difficulty slider it's like hey maybe make it so that if i want to have challenging puzzles i can but my friend doesn't have to go through that themselves or, if they'd rather breeze through it just for the story or whatever like there should be a, a toggle or, or a setting and like like i said in the past insomniac does this very well all their Spider-Man games, there's an instant, like, hey, you don't want to do this puzzle thing, but you want to have the experience of going through it, there's an auto-complete button. And I fucking was like, thank God, because I don't want to be bashing my head on on a puzzle that should take 30 seconds, take me five minutes to solve, because I, I'm like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> or I just don't have the time, and I just want to breeze through the game. 
were you did were you able to handle portal back in the day or did that one also like destroy no, you? I, I didn't even play portal because I, I don't have a pc <laughs> but you don't have a pc i i i, I finished portal 2 but that was because I had someone looking it up right up on right oh, beside I see. because it took me forever. <laughs> I had I, it took me hours. It took me hours. I was very surprised that I beat the the new Catherine at the rate I was going. <laughs> Wait, Catherine also? I guess that one. Made, Catherine was pretty tough. Um, the puzzles in that, especially. But yeah, the the. Honestly, Portal 2 lasts longer than you'd expect for being a puzzle game, even if you, like, know what the puzzles are and how to solve them. It's pretty long. I, I thought Portal 1 was, like, the perfect length for what it was, and 2 kind of dragged a bit, though the humor was good enough to kind of keep me invested. But I was definitely hitting a point, especially when they started introducing, like, the final gels, where I'm like, how is there still more? And <laughs> I want to see the ending! Um, anyway, were there any other questions? Nope, that was the last question. So that's what I mi- That's what I missed about E3. <laughs> <laughs> just give me easy shit. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't yeah. mind things being just, like, a little bit... Like, I don't need things to be stupid easy for me. I just, like... A lot of old games I play, I'm just like, how would you... Like, it, uh, well, I, if I feel like it's padding and wasting my time, I'm out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care yeah. at I all. Agree. Like, that's... I had a huge problem with Final Fantasy Remake with that. Um, I, which surprisingly that I didn't have an issue with any of the side content in Yakuza Like a Dragon or any of this stuff. I never felt like that game was padded except for maybe the Millennium Tower at the end. But even then... Yeah, that's probably the only part that I felt like had padded. That part took a while, but like, it was probably necessary to level up to get up there too. Like, I was just, I was happy I didn't have to go up all like, you know, 100 floors. You can do that, you do that later if you really want to. But like, (laughs) I didn't feel like that game was padded out, but then I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. I feel like I didn't get nearly as n- dense and interesting or deep enough story as compared to Like a Dragon, and like all the content just felt like I I just didn't want to do any of it. And you think that the padding part that that's that's another thing with Seven. You think that the padding part, and I never realized this until I did my replay. The padding part of that game is literally only at the second act. Mm-hmm. It's at the second act where they were like, "Yeah, we think that you should. We should have this just a little bit longer." And I'm like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" Mm-hmm. You, I understand for story wise why they couldn't do it in the third act, but the second act was like probably the longest part. Be and having all that padding didn't fucking help and like, you at all. The side <laughs> missions in Yakuza and like the side missions in um, Final Fantasy VII Remake were so boring and pointless but then like all the sub stories in like a dragon were so fun it's like like yeah. i know a lot of stuff's not voice acted in yakuza sometimes like you'll have like little ones where it's just people yeah. talking they can get through it but like it yeah. kind of shows that they put that they don't have like they put more effort into making uh, things fun and interesting and original in like a dragon but then like seven there's like it has to look pretty and look flashy but you just walking i everywhere. also think that's a that that's a staple of the yakuza series as a whole mm. though yeah. I, it's just weird to see a big RPG like giant like Square Enix just like for me constantly be fumbling and I'm not someone that's been like a fan of them yeah. since I was a kid I didn't like Final Fantasy yeah. until like college really and like that so it's only yeah. been like maybe 15 years max and that's like being very um, like I'm I'm being very liberal with my estimate there probably a lot less and it's just surprising to see like 
it's such a big powerhouse that was like good at like storytelling, gameplay stuff like that, and they just don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. That's why they're making a Souls like yeah. game. I, I I will also circle back on on the difficulty thing to just say I just I do want to see the industry come to a point where they um, acknowledge and create balance and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like there was a period so early 2000s the new in was making games stupid freaking easy and it was to increase the linearity and the appeal to a wider mass of a broader audience and i'm like okay mm-hmm. that happened well, cool you got your your gears of wars and your you know easiest sin linear shooter whatever's then we hit like the 2010s um, the indie scene blew up. People were like, we want hard games. Metroidvania started to become really popular and difficult. And it was kind of the combination of Dark Souls' difficulty being like a successful thing and Metroidvania as an indie kind of becoming a thing that it merged into this ball of just yeah. like every good game that comes out is impossibly difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, playing Ori in the Blind Forest, a game that I'm like, it's cool. It looks nice. I want to have a good t- time with this. And then getting beat on the head when i realized oh my god this is actually like kind of painfully difficult and in portions in a way that you wouldn't expect i'm just thinking about it from the perspective of like okay if i'm somebody who's literally never played a video game before and i pick up one of these things that everybody's saying is the greatest thing since sliced bread and then i i start playing it and you know you you you're gonna struggle with the easy parts of the game and then you get to the hard parts, you're just like, no. I mean, th- those people are basically just blocked out of being able to enjoy that experience because they don't have well, the, the expertise is, that's expected I, from years of... I also think that at least have something to help them. Because, like, for me, the reason why Uncharted was really good in my eyes was the fact that if you stumbled around for more than five minutes... They give you a big fucking hint button to tell you where the fuck to go. Mm. And I think I... There are certain games that I'm playing right now that doesn't have that. I could be bumbling fucking around for 10 minutes and not know what to do if they just give me something to be like, Hey, go over fucking there. That's all I'm fucking asking. Mm. And then have the insomniac thing. If they have that insomniac thing, that, that, that's even oh, more better. You can toggle that thing. Please, please, Timber, for a little bit. Who just knocked water all over their desk? Timber? I, it was fortunately empty, but that was close. <laughs> but that's, that's all I'm asking. Is that they at least help some of the people. I'm not asking to fucking dumb everything down. Of course, there is a need for Souls-like games. Of course, there's like needs for that. Hell, I beat some of these Souls-like games, but the difference with that is they also fucking pointed shit out. Fallen Order was a, a, a very good implementation of that. Like, hey, if you don't know where you're going, here's a fucking thing that points where you need to exactly go. Yeah. And we saw that evolution in The Witcher as well. Uh, as you're aware, where like Witcher one, it was just I'm like I'm not aware. I never played. Oh it. god, the the Witcher one was so freaking bad about that sort of thing. Where I think I spent hours, and most people will attest to spending hours on a very specific part of the the game, where it's just like you're expected to just be like a master detective that deduces everything, and it's cool when you figure it out. Did you get? 
didn't you get a hard lock because you couldn't find that one guy? So there was a way around it, but yes, that that I had the impression of their hard lock. And the problem is they made the quest so fucking complex that reading an <laughs> FAQ guide wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. I still couldn't figure it out with a guide. That is how impenetrable the first Witcher was. Um, I also, like, going back to Mass Effect 3, I like how they did it with that, where if you walked past someone and you completed the quest, even though the, the, the quest objective marker isn't there they at least fucking tell you hey you can give it to this guy and it's not like two or one where you have to keep on fucking know where exactly where you need to be (laughs) so i like that for three (laughs) yeah and the witcher 3 does a similar thing where it's like there's actually like a quest marker that tells you where to go which where it's like i feel like there's a happy middle ground between that which is almost like a little too easy versus Witcher one where it's just like figure it out bro <laughs> like what do i get a map <laughs> like come on at least give me a point where to go i think i'd go fucking crazy with that and final fantasy 14 does that occasionally where like hey you gotta find this guy in this general fucking vicinity i know like, it's like the, it's like the difference uh i know world of warcraft does it too where it's like the difference between modern wow and the original where it's like find mankirk's wife where no find him it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you know how much land there is in this game? Ugh. But yeah, shall we wrap up? Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm pretty zoned out. Like, I'm. I just got like real tired. Like, I could tell. Like, I was just like, uh, I'm before done before wrapping. I did want to talk. Um, I don't know if did 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 you play? Stop video hitting games that glass. Kill? Did you hit that glass again? No, I just moved it. Okay. What were you asking? Did you did you play any video games, Kale? Honestly, I can't really play a whole hell of a lot. I can't hold a controller. I can't hold like my DS in my hands. I can't do a whole lot. Everything I've been playing game wise has been with one of two arcade sticks I own. Well, I own three, but nothing. There's nothing to play on the original Xbox. So that's all I can do is that. Um, so I've just been in my free time, um, being depressed, sitting on the couch and looking at Reddit. Because <laughs> I can't do anything. <laughs> Like, I can play games during stream, and, like, I have to, like, I play in a weird way, so, like, I can play Kill. the games one-handed in a way. Kill, you could finally experience Ooh. non-interactive mediums and enjoy them. No, well, I did did uh, watch Bo Burnham's Inside special on Netflix, and it was a <laughs> little too hitting close to home on <laughs> how just, like, <laughs> watching a white guy in his, like, basically turning... Or going into his 30s during the pandemic and just, like, trying to be funny and not knowing what the fuck he's doing. I'm like, this is way too much of a fucking mood. I do recommend it. It's not... If you, I mean, it's Bill Burnham, so he has that, like, YouTuber, like, music style to him where it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it fell out of, like, a kid's show sometimes. I will say it was enjoyable in, like, a weird way. Like, it wasn't ha-ha funny the whole time, but, like, just seeing, like... Him, like, he's in his apartment, it's just him, and he just gets more and more disheveled as the, the thing goes on. There's just shit all over his apartment. It's just, it's just, like, he didn't clean up for it, and I'm sure that was the point, but he didn't clean up. It's just, like, a mess. Like, which is what my room looks like. You guys can't see off camera when I'm on it, like, most of the time. You can't see what's on the other side there. But it was oh, like I, that. I, I just like... You definitely what? I definitely know that feeling. I had a um, stream last week where I was doing a, a, a bunch of testing of things. 
Mm. And uh, as part of that, I disabled my my green screen boundaries. And as soon as I did, I was immediately like, shit, you can actually see the whole bed that's not made there now. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't Pay no attention to the mess that usually doesn't exist here. Yeah. It's like, it was just, uh, it, honestly, well, like, it was surprising. Like, I enjoyed it. That was, like, the one thing I've done outside of that. Most of it otherwise, like, yeah, that's, like I said, just been sitting around depressed again. Fun going to the summer like that. Hope it gets better. <laughs> Hope it gets yeah. better. We can all, like, start to see and each other and stuff why... soon, too. We, we haven't had a chance to do that yet, but um, the the great KyoCon should happen once we feel comfortable with it. Yeah, whenever Tofu has to hang out first. I haven't seen Tofu in a while. Yeah. It's supposed to be at his house. Yeah, it's supposed to be at his house. I don't know how the hell am I going to get ship the Pokemon Snap machine. <laughs> you have to figure it out, because I need that thing. I'm taking it back with me to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, I, I think I could ship it to Texas. <laughs> Can you ship that along with the arcade stick and Threads of Fate to my apartment? <laughs> Just, I just want to be there well, with I, a video camera, watching you drag it into the, like the USPS bag. How I get this to the mainland? My dumb Howley friend how? wants this. Tell me. I I did want to also just touch briefly on a couple of games that I played. Um, one of them was uh, actually the aforementioned demo that I was mentioning, which is called Unbeatable White Label. I don't know if you guys have heard of this no. thing that's been floating around on on steam <laughs> but it's um it's kind of so it's a rhythm game uh where the the whole premise is that you you you're basically in this like punk rock band and the music notes fly at you from both the right and left side of the screen which kind of flips depending on um basically what the, the melody is doing but what was also intriguing about it outside of the rhythm aspects was the fact that there's actually kind of a fleshed out story to it that progresses as you go through each of the different songs um with actual like there are certain segments in between these rhythm bits where you control the character and you're like wandering around the streets of i think it's supposed to be kind of tokyo or something like it it feels very much like it's set in japan <laughs> but <laughs> what is it ken nothing just like kind of tokyo kind of tokyo like i mean it's like everything's white and there's vending machines so it's basically tokyo um but it's it, it seemed it, it seems like a really cool game i thought the music in it was especially noteworthy which is kind of important for a rhythm game so i look forward to seeing that actually release um it uh, is an indie game so i know noteworthy. that noteworthy <laughs> Uh, I don't know. They, they were singing about like they have this this diary, but but they can't think of what to write in it. And it it, it really it really spoke. It re, it really hit home, you know. Uh, mm. Also, it's the genre of music that I actually listen to in my real life, so that kind of helps. Uh, I also played Subnautica. That's been on my streams, and I've been enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I was. Uh, I, I had a, a brief moment of like horror gameplay experience when I was approaching the crash ship after finally getting my radiation suit after I don't know how many hours of playing. And as I was going there being like, I'm just going to pick up some, some random scraps so I can turn these into to useful materials for my main base. So I'm just 
casually collecting and then somebody in the chat shows up and they go hey are you close to the end game i'm like no i'm I'm near the beginning i'm just collecting some random scraps and like isn't there a leviathan near that ship i'm like a what and they're like you're kidding right you don't know what that is i'm like what what are you talking about (laughs) like all of a sudden i'm just like oh no what have i gotten into and I immediately, like, there was some sand shark that was near me that started thrashing at me. I was like, is that the Leviathan? No, no, no. The Leviathan's much worse. Okay. Well, I can see where this game's going. So it's a uh, it's a, it's a fun experience. I can see why people said that it's a good, like, follow-up from Outer Wilds because it kind of has a similar, like, sense of awe and wonder with the world combined with constant dread and anxiety about things that could lash out at you at any time. Um, which I guess I enjoy. (laughs) So that's where I'm at right now. Um, but yeah, that's literally all I played. I swear Timber talked about games he played earlier in the episode as well. So like, it was like when he's like, can I talk about some games? Like, I thought you already did. No, I thought you did. We literally never (laughs) made it past the point. We had a segment where we were asking, Hey, so what have you guys been up to lately? Then Ken went into his games that he plays we so yeah because because we established that my dad just left me yeah so. yeah um <laughs> so i finally had a chance to talk about my games now this is all over the place ken i appreciate your editing skills good luck or fucking age <laughs> <laughs> uh do we have any closing statements uh, you, hopefully YouTube videos will be back soon as soon as I can start writing and actually like using both hands at a computer again uh, we'll see hopefully the YouTube stuff that went up like the, e- the E3 stuff was kind of lead into like kind of rebooting the channel a little bit so hopefully that will finally start get going if it's one, one thing it's another every time I make plans so hopefully we'll be back on track in July okay Ken I'm, I'm nothing much. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm currently working on a video for the channel. Um, it's it's a good one. I can't promise when it'll be done because I've only written a paragraph what, what, of the script. But well, what is it about? Uh, all right. This is gonna be. So it's about. Oh God. It's basically picking apart. The realism of Tropico in the context of the actual Cuban oh economy. My oh my god! <laughs> Timber, will you take us out of here? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Timber Taft. If you want to find me on any uh, channels, you can see me on Twitch.tv/slash Timber Taft, where I stream Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays from 7:15 p.m. Eastern Time. On Thursdays, I do random roulette, where I pick a random game to play. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Definitely show up. You can also find me on youtube.com slash TimberTaff, where I post videos such as the aforementioned Tropico Economy video that will come out eventually. Uh, and I'm on, on Twitter, too. I'm also TimberTaff there, so that's cool. Ken, how about you? Well, you can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast that I'm not currently on <laughs> called Ongaku Do You. You can check out all the lovely things I write about about the Japanese music industry at ongakudu.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at otyken1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Robocoherobo, and more Aina Aiba. 
What about you, Kill? You can find me on Twitch Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time at, at twitch.tv slash Hunter. I play retro games like RPGs and janky stuff, and I've been playing everything with an arcade stick because my hands hurt a lot. You can also find me on Twitter and YouTube and places like that at Kyoto Hunter as well, where I'm usually whining about something or trying to get the Yeti to give me a sponsorship because I retweet their shirts and buy way too many of them. Please tweet at the Yeti. Oh yeah, Yeti, please, please, please sponsor us. Sponsor. Please sponsor. Sponsor. Us, please. Or we'll disown you. Alright. But mostly please sponsor. Good night, everybody, and we'll see you at the next Fortnite for Potasaurus. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.